Welcome to Parkside Chat. Today I will be talking with some of the staff at Elmwood Park High School on the transition to one-to-one and their entire experience since the beginning of the initiative in the 2016-2017 school year. Can you believe that that was only three years ago? Reflect on that for a moment. Reflection time is now over. We have done so much in such a short time, and it is because of educators such as those as I have with me today. I'm your host, Jess Ivanelli, and the fantastic EPHS staff volunteers that I have with me today are Ms. Debbie Anakini, Math Marvel, Ms. Angela Andrews, Sorcerer of Science, and Mr. David Perlin, the entertainer of the English department. Now, what I need you to all remember today is that we appreciate honesty. It's how we learn, how we grow, and also Dr. Wade doesn't have any feelings, so don't worry about offending him. So let's go ahead and get started. What were your first thoughts when the District Technology Initiative was first introduced? So my thoughts were, yay, we're finally headed in the right direction. I thought we're going where the other districts are, that I I talked to teachers and they're one-to-one, and um, it was time that we got there. I had pretty much a mixture of uh, this sharing that sentiment and then also a little bit of uneasiness about the sort of uncertainty of what it entailed. Um, I think like a lot of people, I was ignorant to what technology would bring to the table. I, I saw it more of like a of a, a substitution uh, versus, you know, uh, sort of redefining what we're doing. Um, you just wanted to use fancy words in that. Did I? You got points for that one. Uh, Sam Ramon. Yeah, Sam Ramon. Ten right. points right there. <laughs> Do I get a badge for that? You get a badge I feel for like that, I should Dave. get a badge. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any more buzzwords. Uh, no, uh, no. I, I, I think more than anything, I, there was uh, the more training we got, uh, the more comfortable I think I became, um, and, and you know, I, I got a little, little more of a clearer picture of what it entailed, and I think I got more excited as, as I started to understand more. Uh, with the experience that we had here with the technology that we were currently using, I was extremely nervous. I thought, well, if I can't get, you know, 15 computers to work in my classroom at once because I needed to use a simulation on the computer, how are we possibly going to get all the computers in the building to work on one system at the same time? So I was very nervous as to the different pieces that would have to be put in order in order for it to be a successful use of technology. However, I did think it would be a good um, tool to use in the classroom because it is helpful and necessary at this point to have them exposed and uh, tech savvy kind of in the world that we're you know bringing these kids into so I had a little bit of a mixed emotions too. What were some of the biggest learning curves for you guys as educators? It's a lot of breathing right there. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big collective yeah. sigh. Let's <laughs> all breathe deeply into the microphone. It really translates well to a podcast. It does. All right. <laughs> right. Um, I think probably was how I, especially teaching my advanced placement courses, which which rely on pen and paper so much. Um and the test itself will never be to have a digital component just because of the nature of it and how savvy you know, students have become with sharing information. Um, so how am I going to integrate this, uh, you know, sort of these digital platforms and, and, and these tools uh, to uh, sort of enhance what I'm doing um, already uh, and I'm also to revisit, you know, what I was doing and, uh, and kind of be okay with, 
you know, uh, blowing things up and changing things completely. Um, I think it, it was good. Um, it's kind of eye-opening eye too, um, because I think as teachers we like to hold on to things that we've done for a very long time. Um, and so I think you know, we'll, we'll, you know, some some things you hold on to to the bitter end, and then uh, and then until you see this sort of possibilities that open up from uh, from the from the tech tools that we have. So. Probably more than anything, it was, it was just how do I uh, evolve, right, in regards to the tool. Yeah, I think um, for me it was using the digital tools in my classroom um, and realizing that my students actually have to be broken up into groups to use those digital tools in the right manner. And um, so I'm working on that. Mm -hmm. um, and also just getting my students to use what I might post in classroom once they leave the classroom as like, you know, part of their homework and that, so. Yeah, I think the biggest part was not only learning it ourselves, but then making sure that they know what they're doing and teaching them because this was their first kind of exposure at Google Classroom or Google mm -hmm. anything, uh, for a lot of them anyway. And then, you know, changing those habits has been kind of difficult. So as much as we're trying to utilize and give them another platform to be able to communicate with us or understand what the expectation is in the classroom, they still are a little resistant uh, to constantly checking email or checking those sites. Well, the thing with kids, too, is we have to think, we, we automatically assume they know what they're doing with technology. They do if it's a social platform, but how to integrate that into education, that, that's still very foggy for them. Like, in those lines get blurred of contacting teachers now is that much easier for them? Should they do it? Should they not? These are things that kids go through in their heads, too. The, the interesting thing there is if you look at old habits dying hard, students have those same, they do. They mm -hmm. hold on to those sort of uh, archaic notions of what should go on in the classroom. I want, you know, they, while at the same time they want change, they, uh, they're they resistant don't. to it. Mm -hmm. Right, they're resistant to it. I mean, right. let's... Uh, My son, who is in seventh grade, was given a Chromebook when he was in third grade. And so now at this point, if he is absent or if he has a question without me having to say anything, he emails his teachers, which hopefully with our students having this now at a younger and younger age, by the time this has been in motion for a couple of years, that will become something that is, um, you know, kind of standard for them too, or maybe something that they don't even have to think about because it is nice to see him being able to advocate for himself and kind of, you know, uh, helping himself in a way that maybe before they had to wait till they got back to school right. to see what they missed or, you know, so it is uh, helpful in that sense. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's where our students will head to. I just think that with such an early exposure, um, he's had a little bit of an advantage. So now that we're past our first quarter of being one-to-one, -one, what are the, some of the things you are most excited or happy with, pleasantly surprised by? It went a lot smoother than I thought it would. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, we've had I we I've had very few issues in my class outside of my class. Um, as far as the connections, which you you know Angela was talking about, no problems. The kids get right on. Um, open up your Chromebooks. Let's get started. The kids bring their Chromebooks. Very that few is surprising. of them. Yes, it, yes it is very few of them leave them at home. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I think it went a lot better than I thought it was going to. 
I think from uh, just from an instructional standpoint, I think it's been, it's allowed for a greater amount of creativity. Uh, I think you know, I touched on this before, but it's 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 allowed us as instructors, as facilitators, as teachers to, to examine what we're doing and to take some chances and to have the the means to do some really cool stuff. And I think uh, you know I think we're still in still the infantile stages of it. And I think you know as we get more and more and more comfortable with this this you know this, this element. Um, and, and students get more comfortable with them. We've seen that already through the first roughly, you know, whatever it is, 14 weeks of school we've been in, um, something along those lines. Uh, we've seen students get more acclimated uh, as well. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's, it's a lot of positives, a lot of positives in the first and second quarter. Um, the only issue that we've had in the classroom is bringing them charged has become a problem. Um, so I think that, again, is just something that they'll have to put into their routine, charging their Chromebook at night. Even my kids who've had Chromebooks for a few years now forget to charge their Chromebooks, and I'll have to remind them at night. So that's just something that, as they get older, I guess, becomes a responsibility that they're not quite used to yet. Right, charge your phone, charge, charge your computer, Chromebook, right. right. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, I know. that's the biggest problem. That's not a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Well, I'd like to thank these three amazing teachers for coming in early and giving of their time to record this podcast with us. We can all remember that one teacher that made a difference, that one who really cared. If we were lucky, there were numerous teachers who made school a place we wanted to be. I'd like to personally thank Ms. Anna Keeney, Ms. Andrews, and Mr. Perlin for being here today. These teachers are only three of the many who dedicate time to fostering relationships, creating memories, and ensuring that our students are ready for the present and the future. Check out our station often for new and exciting stories about our district, and thank you for all you do for our community, district, and students. We'll meet again after the new year, so until that time, that is that for the Parkside Chat. Oh, thank you.